Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425 should you wish to be on the program. As always, you can text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777 and get the show notes, the live links, all of that good stuff. Uh, I got to begin with a correction to something I said yesterday. And I'm a little bit aggravated with conservative media that led me astray because it was conservative media outlets that did this. Conservative media outlets made a big stink about Vladimir Zelensky bringing a Ukrainian citizen to see his speech in Canada. And that Ukrainian citizen turned out to have been uh, on the Nazi side. He was in the SS. Now, you should know historically that if you were a Ukrainian who was living during World War II, and of a certain age, you were either a Nazi or a communist. Uh, some joined the Nazis to fight off the Soviets. Some joined the Soviets to fight off the Nazis. It's a little more complicated than our good-bad scenario. Many of them, they didn't like the Nazis, but they really hated the Soviets, and they didn't want a Soviet conquest of Ukraine. But the Nazis are bad. No defending the Nazis. Conservative media said it was Vladimir Zelensky who did this. That's not true. And I mentioned it yesterday, and I want you to know I was wrong because I relied on conservative media, not liberal media, not mainstream media, but conservative media that got it wrong. The fact is, it was according to, and this is where it gets funny, according to sources in the Speaker's office of the Canadian Parliament, it was the Prime Minister who arranged the invite. According to the Prime Minister's office, it was the Speaker's office who arranged the invite. Uh, either way, it was Justin Trudeau's party in Canada that arranged for the Nazi to be in parliament. He was a Ukrainian-Canadian citizen who turns out to have been a uh, SS fighter for the Nazis during World War II. Uh, Zelensky had nothing to do with it, and I suspect would not be happy given he's Jewish to know that the Canadians invited a Nazi to his speech. Nonetheless, I want to correct that out of the gate because it's important. I get asked all the time, what do you rely on? And increasingly, you can't rely on a lot of conservative media either to get you the truth because so many people are about narratives and there's so much hostility and a lot of conservative press to supporting the Ukrainians, it turns into pro-Russian propaganda. And out of the gate, wanted to clarify this, that it was the Canadian government that invited the Nazis, not Vladimir Zelensky. And if you read anybody who says it was Zelensky, uh, they're lying to you or pushing pro-Russian propaganda. And I don't want to be a part of that. Now, I got to get to the biggest story of the day. This actually is the biggest story of the day, and it may not be treated as such by the American political press at the moment because it's not uh, focusing on the raw politics of the day. The media is focused on the upcoming Republican debate. They're focused on Joe Biden walking the picket lines. This is the biggest story of the day. 
The Biden administration's Federal Trade Commissioner, Lena Khan, intends to file a lawsuit as soon as today against Amazon.com for antitrust violations. They allege that you all have been trapped into using Amazon Prime. Now, I got to lay out the parameters here of their case. What the Biden administration alleges about Amazon Prime is that you are roped into using Amazon Prime, that you have no way out of Amazon Prime. It's extremely difficult to get out of Amazon Prime. People don't understand how to get out of Amazon Prime. Many people who are in Amazon Prime never wanted to be there in the first place. They were duped into becoming Amazon Prime customers by Amazon.com. And in wringing efficiencies out of the market and bringing prices down to rock bottom prices, they've harmed competition. They've elevated Amazon. They've elevated fraudulent products. Uh, They've harmed the marketplace by introducing too many knockoff goods. They have harmed labor markets by forcing employees to work for too little in wages. Uh, They've done all sorts of terrible things. There are problems with their case. First of all, Who doesn't want to be an Amazon Prime member? Anybody? They're they're having a hard time finding anyone who's complaining about Amazon Prime. It's actually, surveys say, one of the most popular services in America for $134 or so a year. Not only do you get access to movies and special TV shows and streaming, you get like 24-hour turnaround and shipping 48-hour in bad cases. I can order stuff on a Saturday and have it at my house on a Sunday for no extra shipping charge. Most people in urban and suburban areas can. In rural areas, it's like 48-hour turnaround time on products. It's an incredible deal. It has lowered prices for people. Now, for a while, Amazon was favoring Amazon.com products in their marketplace, but they stopped doing that. One of the problems I have with Amazon is they're still very bad at weeding out knockoff Chinese counterparts. Like, for example, Birkenstocks. Uh, the, The sandals, they don't sell on Amazon. But if you go to Amazon and put in Birkenstocks, you'll see some that purport to be Birkenstocks. And Amazon's done a terrible job weeding that stuff out. They've only increasingly done it as people have complained And as they knew, an antitrust lawsuit was coming. The problem, though, is that under antitrust law in the United States, by and large, if prices are cheap, you have no access to the antitrust laws. They're having to come up with novel theories to prosecute Amazon.com in this case because Amazon has lowered prices for Americans. Y'all, we get so much through Amazon.com. I'm not making this up. More than once, the UPS delivery guy has stopped at our house to drop off packages, and we didn't have packages that day. He's just so used to stopping all the time at our house because of Amazon. He just stopped. We get our toilet paper from Amazon. We get our laundry detergent from Amazon. We get our dishwasher detergent from Amazon. We get our paper towels from Amazon. That frees me up to get other stuff at the grocery store. I'm not having to scrambling for that. My, my kids like particular chocolate protein shakes from Fairlife. We get those from Amazon.com. My wife likes a protein shake from Amazon, Premier Protein or whatever, chocolate peanut butter. We used to get them at Sam's Club. Now we just get it at, at, at Amazon. They show up. They show up when you need it. They show up regularly. We get all sorts of stuff from Amazon, and it's cheap. You don't have to pay shipping, and it's cheap. Did I mention it's cheap? That's the problem with this case. So what is this case really about? Because they've got to come up with a novel theory to go after Amazon.com. 
What it's really about, it's a George Soros-backed group that has pushed Lena Khan to do this. She has brought a lot of, she's an academic, she's brought in a lot of academics and nonprofit people to help her. One of the big criticisms of Biden and Bidenomics has got to be that they have very few people who have worked in the free market advising the Biden administration. The Biden administration has more advisors from the academic and nonprofit realms than even Obama had. And that skews their understanding of the world. They've never had to make a profit. They, they've never had to balance books. They've never been responsible to shareholders. They, they don't understand this world. And then they have progressive acolytes who believe that they must advance the labor movement because that's good for the Democratic Party. They fund the labor movement. The labor movement funds the Democratic Party. So they're, they're not actually concerned with low prices. If anything, they want higher prices. They want higher prices. They want higher wages for labor activists, and they want higher consumer prices. What you have to understand what's going on here, they won't say this publicly because it directly undermines their case, but it's the God's honest truth. This is about climate change. And you're wondering, how? How is suing Amazon to shut down Amazon Prime about climate change? Keep in mind, the core component of their case is that Amazon ropes you into Amazon Prime and then makes it too difficult for you to cancel. If I want to cancel my subscription to the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times, I have to call a phone number, sit on hold, have a representative try to convince me not to cancel, and, and then see if they actually cancel my account. With Amazon, you go into your account, you click the Amazon Prime tab, and up top to the right, you'll see uh, alter membership. You can get a better package, a cheaper package, cancel your package, pause your package. It's very easy. It takes three clicks to cancel your Amazon Prime account. And the FTC says that's too burdensome, too cumbersome, too confusing. Is it really about that? No, it's climate. It's climate change. See, here's what's happening. Amazon moves a lot of stuff around the country and the world. They do it very efficiently. They do it very quickly. But in so doing, they've generated a larger consumerist society. A consumerist society is a society that consumes a great deal. And with that great deal comes the cardboard boxes and comes the little plastic bubble wrap packages that Amazon puts in stuff. And that's bad for the environment. The freight costs, the air, Amazon now has its own fleet of trucks and airplanes. That causes carbon emissions. A consumer society where things are readily available, quickly available, and cheap is a society that's bad for the environment. So the Biden administration has decided that they're going to launch an antitrust case against Amazon. They're going to spin it as being about Amazon Prime being uh, a burden that people can't get out of. They don't really have any consumers who complain other than a progressive activist who complains because he's a progressive activist. What it's really about is to drive up your costs. If they can alter Amazon Prime, if they can add burdens to Amazon and labor costs to Amazon, Amazon raises its prices. If Amazon raises its prices and curtails 24 to 48 hour turnaround delivery time, you're less likely to use Amazon.com. You're more likely to shop local and pay higher prices, which in turn curtails your willingness to spend and curtails your amount of money to spend, which in turn helps the environment. If you're shopping local and presumably you're in an urban area, which means you're probably using public transportation in their mind, whether you are or not, you're not using your fossil fuel burning car. And if you are, you're not going that far. 
You're not going nearly as far as Amazon is to bring the truck to your house from a shipping container facility somewhere. This is all about a backdoor into the climate change fight. The Biden administration is showing relentless hostility towards consumers and consumerism because a consumerism in the United States and the free market has brought prices down and made it easy to get rapid turnaround on things. But all of that comes at a cost to the environment. If you drive up costs, people consume less. If people consume less, less stuff is made. If less stuff is made, less stuff is shipped. If less stuff is shipped, it's all better for the environment. That's why they're going after Amazon.com. The same reason they're coming after your stove, the same reason they're coming after your water heater, the same reason they're coming after your car, the same reason they're coming after your light bulb. It's all about consumerism and the climate. They want to raise prices. They want to raise your cost of living. They want to make life more costly for you. They want to make life more difficult for you. They want to inconvenience you because in that inconvenience, they can force you to curb and change your behaviors. And if you curb and change your behaviors because you don't have access anymore to 24-hour turnaround of cheap products from Amazon.com, you have to think and be more deliberate. They think you will then start choosing things better for the environment and your lack of consumerism, your lack of purchases will clean the climate. It's all about climate change. All of this is. It is a backdoor approach to fighting for climate change, driving up your costs, making it more expensive and burdensome for you to get products you want that might force you to rethink getting those products. Is it really worth the hassle? Is it really worth the hassle for me to drive somewhere to get this product? Since I can't get it on Amazon.com, is the product still worth it because I can't readily get it delivered to my door? Is it worth doing? These sorts of consumer choices, they don't believe in the free market. They believe in Bidenomics. And Bidenomics is about driving up your costs, making life more inconvenient, driving up the costs of businesses, making businesses have to rethink how they conduct their business, all so they can save the planet. They're not interested in saving you money. They're not interested in improving your life. If anything, they're interested in degrading your life because they think Mother Earth must take precedence over the rest of us. That's what this entire FTC lawsuit to shut down Amazon Prime is actually about. I run a small business. You may not realize this radio show is small business. I've got employees. i got management headaches, hirings of employees, thankfully no firings. But you got to deal with the management burden sometimes. If you're a small business owner, you probably deal with those headaches as well. And sometimes I've realized it's better to outsource to an HR department so you don't have to be the bad guy. Your employees can like you, and you want to deal with an HR department that your employees can like for the most part when they need HR assistance. And you got to think about these things as a small business owner. Let's say somebody isn't showing up when they're supposed to. You don't want to have to be the confrontational bad guy. That's where Bambi comes in. Or an employee reports a serious issue like sexual harassment, and you're not even sure if you got a documented policy. Bambi can take care of those things. With Bambi, you get access to a dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 a month. They're available by phone, by email, real-time chat, so you can do onboardings and terminations that run smoothly. Your team members help coaching for peak performance. Your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations, and they always change. Y'all, Bambi's dedicated HR managers are U.S.-based individuals who are dedicated to your business. So they seem like they're on your team, not just somebody from a different company, but actually on your team with the personal touches you want. 
So if you need HR assistance for your growing small business, reach out to Bambi, Bambi Bambi.com. Go right now, type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help the show. It's spelled Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. Start moving your business forward with great, dedicated, team-oriented HR, Bambi.com. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the phone number 877-973-7425. And there it is, as predicted, it just happened. The Federal Trade Commission has now filed its lawsuit um, alleging anti-competitive practices by Amazon.com. They voted three to nothing to proceed with it. Uh, They say Amazon is a monopolist that uses a set of interlocking anti-competitive and unfair strategies to illegally maintain its monopoly power. Amazon's actions allow it to stop rivals and sellers from lowering prices, degrade quality for shoppers, overcharge sellers, stifle innovation, and prevent rivals from fairly competing against Amazon. They have clearly never used Amazon.com. What's notable about this is also Lena Khan has been uh, eyeing Amazon.com for lawsuits since she was a law student. I mean, she is trying to bring um, practice to theory. When Lena Khan was a law student, she was a progressive activist, died in the wool progressive activist, and she wrote a paper on how if she were FTC chair, she would bring a lawsuit to destroy Amazon.com. And now Biden has put her in that place, and she's bringing a lawsuit to destroy Amazon.com. Think about how cheaply you get stuff at Amazon. And how convenient it is. You never have to leave the house. And that's what's going here. Now, the problem here is that um, the reality is that Amazon lowers prices for people. You can get so much from Amazon so cheaply, and that's the hallmark of antitrust litigation. You should know that uh, under Lena Khan, the FTC has suffered a whole bunch of losses. Um, it has uh, suffered a loss against Meta. It suffered a loss against Microsoft. Um, it's, I mean, it, the whole thing is bizarre here. Their opening salvo was saying it was difficult to get rid of Amazon Prime memberships. Um, that case, it's going nowhere. They're weaving it into this antitrust case. This is all a, a progressive testing of theory, and it's really a backdoor to climate change. That's what's going on. My goodness. And the lawsuit, while I was talking in the last half hour, they dropped the lawsuit. So it's happening now. Breaking news. The Federal Trade Commission has filed an antitrust lawsuit against Amazon, claiming that it makes your life more expensive. Huh. The irony is if they win, that will make your life more expensive. Now, I want to save you some money. A lot of you need computers for your home or your office, and Vision Computer can save you money. They, they can save you money. If you go to the big box electronic store and you buy a desktop or a laptop, you're going to get the one-size-fits-all. You might be able to change the GPU. You might be able to increase the RAM. You can pick out your different monitor, but it's all a burden. With Vision, you actually spend time with them in conversation. Tell them what you want. Tell them what you need. They build you the laptop or the desktop you need. And then, unlike the big box store, 
they service it. So if you have a problem with email, you have a problem with your printer, you have a problem with viruses, you have a problem with installing software, they take care of all of that. They can do it remotely or they can guide you over the phone. They can do it for your office staff. So your secretary, your assistant, your associates, your partners, your your employees, they can call a number for Vision, each of them, and get tech support on the computers. They save you money in building the computers for you. They save you money in servicing them. All you do is call them at 404-COMPUTE. Any of you in North America, in the United States, you can call them 404-COMPUTE. Tell them I sent you save some money. 404 Compute. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, I am delighted to have you. Praise Jesus. My local golf course just banned walkers on Saturdays. (laughs) Sure, none of you care, but I do. So when you're on a golf course... People, there are some people, the really healthy people, they like to walk to play golf. They carry their clubs on their back. But a lot of them are really slow, and it slows everybody else down on the course. So on Saturdays now, it's golf carts only on Saturdays. Every other day of the week, you can come walk. But on Saturday, really until afternoon, speed up the play. Okay, I'm sure you care. Now, I am going to hop over to the phones here. Um... 877-973-7425. Eric, you're going to be up first. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Hi there. Hope you're doing well. I am. Have How blessed. about yourself? Doing great, man. Uh, got a question for you. Every time I see Kareem Jean-Pierre on the podium, on the microphone, she talks about all these jobs that Biden created. $13 million. Yeah, so I'm just curious, how did Joe Biden personally create all of those jobs? Because I'm a business owner, and I create jobs, but Joe Biden's never helped me do it. <laughs> okay, so y- yeah. y- y- y'all y'all got to understand. First of all, what you need to understand is that when Joe Biden put this number out, he put out a graph, and he showed Reagan— uh, George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, George Bush, Donald Trump, and Joe Biden. He left out Barack Obama, um, which I thought was kind of funny. But where he got this number is, remember, during COVID, a lot of people went on lockdown and uh, they went on unemployment. And after lockdowns and, and all of that, people started going back to work. So the way Joe Biden gets to his $13 million is he takes all the people who went back to work when their offices reopened and they went off unemployment and went back to work, and he says he created those jobs. That That's where his $13 million comes from. Um, it, it's a BS number. It's a spin, and nobody feels that way. He can say he created 13 million jobs, but everybody kind of understands you. One, the government doesn't create these jobs, and two, uh, the reality is that these aren't jobs created. They're jobs restored. And they were restored by the free market, not by Joe Biden. Now, I I gotta I gotta I, I gotta take a moment and talk about another issue. This one is is a somewhat important issue. It actually is, I think, a, a relatively important topic that we need to discuss. So you know the phrase Karen. I assume you all know the phrase Karen. People talk about the Karens. The Karens are the bossy ladies. People know Karen. Now, 
Unfortunately, there are women whose names are Karen who are not Karens. And they get offended by Karen. And, and I've used Karen, and I get hate mail occasionally from people named Karen. Uh, my family, we've got well, one of our family best friends we go to the beach with every year is named Karen. And you're like, ah, you really don't want to use the word Karen to talk about the Karens who are bullying people in the grocery store into wearing masks and stuff like that. There's got to be a better phrase. Overwhelmingly, when people talk about Karens, what they're talking about are the secular progressive, white, atheist or Episcopalian women who bully the rest of the world. I'm on an email list. I think we can safely retire the word Karen because a person on the email list that I'm on has come up with the perfect acronym. Awful. Awful. Affluent, white, female, urban liberals. Awful. They're awful. It's so brilliant. I hate that I did not come up with this. The awful women of America, the affluent, uh, the affluent white female urban liberals. They're awful. Jennifer Granholm, who wants to bully you out of your gas stove and into an electric vehicle you can't afford, is awful. She's an affluent white uh, female urban liberal. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's Hispanic, but does she identify as a black Hispanic or a white Hispanic? I bet you I know she's awful. Nancy Pelosi is awful. Randy Weingarten of the American Teachers Federation, American Federation of Teachers, is awful. An affluent, white, female, urban liberal. It's the perfect acronym. So out goes the Karens and in come the awfuls. We can, we can now make amends with all the brilliant, wonderful women named Karen who are not affluent, white, female urban liberals. Uh, they are conservatives. They're, they're, they don't go to the Episcopal Church. I'm sorry, Episcopalians. You know I love to make the joke. Um, but it's these, it's these white progressive women who are ruining the country. Because the Democratic Party, and in particular, because they've castrated the men of the Democratic Party, you got the women in charge. I mean, if a man wants to be in charge of the Democratic Party these days, he's actually got to identify as a woman, and then they'll let him be on a women's sports team and give him some moral clout. I mean, look at Joe Biden. Jill Biden has her arms so far up backside moving his lips. I mean, she might as well be Miss Piggy. I mean, or him, Kermit. It's, it's call her Jim Henson. She's awful. An affluent, white, female, urban liberal, Jill Biden. So much of the administration. Then you've got women who are adjacent to them. You've got the Kareem John Pierre's and the like. They're, they're not white, but they're affluent, female, urban liberals. Awful, maybe not awful. We can call it awful. They're, I mean, it's the entrails of society here ruining things. These, these white, urban, liberal, overwhelmingly affluent females dominating the Democratic Party these days, and they're driving out everybody else. If you're non-white, you don't want to be a part of a party. The increasing secularization of the United States, all of this stuff, um, it is, it's, it's a good replacement. I'm, again, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't come up with the term, but just think about the policies. Jennifer Granholm is a great example of this. Lena Khan, not technically white, but adjacent. They're trying to drive up your costs. 
they're trying, not through paternalism, but through maternalism, they're trying to control your choices. They want to decide for you what you're having for dinner. They want you to then clean your plate. They want to decide the car that you can drive. They want to decide the school you can go to. They don't want to give you access to school. Look at Randy Weingarten. Look at these anti-union act or anti-school choice activists. Overwhelmingly awfuls, affluent white female urban liberals who don't want your children in their children's private schools. The awfuls have set the parameters of the Democratic Party. They have set the parameters by which the rest of us are supposed to function. And then their children are indoctrinated and brainwashed by them, and they show up where? In places like Atlanta, where they don't bathe, and instead they throw Molotov cocktails at police because they don't believe the police should be trained. The awfuls of America don't want your non-white children in their private schools. They are perfectly happy to put girls, uh, boys in girls' sports so long as their girls are not dependent on a sports scholarship. They typically have enough money to write the check to the college. They don't care about your kid and your child's sports scholarship. They're perfectly fine having a boy compete against your daughter. They're perfectly fine castrating boys to make them girls. I mean, the largest part of the transgender movement is a bunch of rich white women who didn't like their husbands, hate men, and have decided their boys should become girls so they don't have to deal with men in their lives. That's a large part of the trans movement. The other part of it is white men who've identified as women, and if it wasn't white men doing it, we wouldn't have to take the movement seriously. But between the awfuls and the white men of America who've decided they want to be awfuls, we got to pay attention to all of it. It's the awfuls of America. They're opposed to school choice. They support boys and girls sports. You're a bigot if you don't go along with it. They don't like the fact that you have so much, so many consumer options. They don't like the fact that you may choose to go to a grocery store and not wear a mask. They don't like the fact that you may buy a truck and jack it up on big wheels. They don't like the fact that you might reject a battery-powered vehicle. They don't like the fact that you eat a cow instead of synthetically grown meat. They want to control your life. They want to control your options. They want to control your children's schooling. They want to deny for you opportunities that their children might have so that you can't compete against their kids. They want to ruin your kids' education so their kids can get ahead. They want to burden you in society. They're awful. Affluent, white, female, urban liberals. And the men and other women adjacent to them. Look, look at the look at the Robin D'Angelo. All these white women of America who are progressive, secular atheists who have high incomes in coastal elite areas or suburbs. They they want you to read a book on race and racism by a white woman. Not by Ibram Kendi. No, no, don't read him. But to the extent that they allow him to come in, who is it? It's the white awful women of America, the upper echelons of progressive society who have given them inroads and the men they've browbeaten and bullied into doing so. I like the term awful. It's a great descriptor of what we're dealing with. And these awful people are moving many of the non-white members of the Democratic Party to the right. In fact, my buddy Patrick Ruffini has done a pretty good dive into the shifting landscape of Georgia as a swing state. And do you know what he's found? 
in overwhelmingly non-white parts of the metro Atlanta area in 2022, the non-white voters shifted measurably and noticeably to the right. Not enough to matter. 5% here, 10% there, 7% here. But among the Asian community, the white, the, the Hispanic community, the black community, the non-white community, generally there was a shift in the blue-collar, non-white voting areas of Atlanta towards the right because they don't want to be in the party with the awful women of America who propped up people like Stacey Abrams. They don't want to be a part of that. The Democratic Party is having to deal with this now. They've made people like Jennifer Granholm and Nancy Pelosi, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, people like that. They've made them the face of the Democratic Party. They're progressive. They're secular. They're deeply hostile to people of faith. They're deeply hostile to traditional values. They come across as a bit of hating on men. They're awful. Affluent white female urban liberals. That's what they are. They're not Karens. Karen can go back to being called Karen. The rest of them, they got to be awful. The ones who harass you in the grocery store because you're not wearing a mask. The ones who drive around town in their car by themselves wearing their masks. They're awful. It's the perfect descriptor of what's happening in America today. And I regret, again, deeply regret that I'm not the one who came up with the acronym. But I didn't. I can't take the credit. But by God, I'm going to mainstream it. Awful. Affluent white female urban liberals. You can take it for yourself. I don't need the credit because I didn't come up with it. Just use that instead of Karen. Now, I got to tell you about Patriot Mobile. My friends, Patriot Mobile can save you some money and give you great discounts. What they do is they take your cell service. They give you guaranteed great service using the same cell towers you're probably already using. And then they fund the conservative movement. So as their profits grow, the conservative movement spending grows. So the conservative movement grows financially thanks to Patriot Mobile, and Patriot Mobile grows thanks to you taking your business to them. You get guaranteed great service using the same cell towers you're probably already using. You get 5G, you get data, you get voice, you get all that from Patriot Mobile. All you do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash Eric. Don't take my word for it. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. Put in your address, and you can zoom in. They've got a great coverage map. Zoom straight into your house and see how good the 5G, the data, the voice is compared to what you have now. If it's the same or better, switch. And you get great discounts. You're a veteran, a first responder, an NRA member, a teacher, so much more. You can also call them 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation. So 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Eric. Give them a call. Move your business to them. Help grow the conservative movement and get guaranteed great service in return. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, if your business is growing and you need $250,000 or more to invest in a new project like buying a building or building a building or buying a franchise, expanding a franchise, buying out a business partner, buying out a competitor, those are the sorts of deals First Liberty does. And they help businesses in all 50 states. They're, they've been doing this since the 90s. The Frost family are good people. They know how to help a small business grow. Spend 10 minutes with them and see if they're a good fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. FirstLibertyGA.com. Check them out. Tell them I sent you. You can get all their contact info at FirstLibertyGA.com. All right. I, 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 we we got to laugh a little bit. So yesterday, North Carolina, Donald Trump uh, went to a gun store and was shown a, a Glock. It was a beautiful Glock. It was designed 
uh, for him, it looks like, and he said he was going to buy it. And a bunch of so there's a there's this contingent of they're typically twenty to early thirty something white dudes. A lot of them have ties into the white nationalist movement. It's it's kind of bizarre, and they're like hangers on of the of the Trump movement, and they hang on his every word. Uh, it, it, it's it's actually if Trump would shove aside some of these guys, I, I think a lot of people who have problems with him would probably like him more. But these guys kind of. Influence people's views of Trump, but they they all went Gaga yesterday. Donald Trump bought a Glock. Donald Trump bought a Glock. Donald Trump bought a Glock. Have these idiots never bought a gun before? When you go buy a gun, you have to fill out a form from the ATF, and on that form they ask you a question: Have you been charged? With a felony, uh, or have you been indicted in a felony? Here are the actual questions. Are you the actual buyer of the firearm listed? Do you intend to sell or otherwise dispose of any firearm listed on the form? Are you under indictment or information in any court for a felony or any other crime for which a judge could imprison you for more than one year? Have you ever been convicted in any court, including a military court, of a felony or any other crime for which the judge could have imprisoned you for more than a year? Are you a fugitive from justice? Are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any other controlled substance? The use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law, regardless of whether it's legalized or decriminalized for medical or recreational purposes in the state you reside. Have you ever been adjudicated as a mental defective? Have you ever been committed to a mental institution? Have you ever been discharged dishonorably from the armed forces? Are you subject to a court order or a military protective order restraining you from harassing, stalking, or threatening your child or an intimate partner or child of such partner? Have you ever been convicted in a court of a misdemeanor crime of domestic violence? Have you ever renounced your U.S. citizenship? Are you an alien illegally or unlawfully in the United States? You can't buy a gun if you say yes to any of those things. Donald Trump is indicted in multiple courts for felonies. If he bought a gun yesterday, he broke the law and will be indicted again. But all those little clowns who were talking about Donald Trump buying his Glock yesterday, they've all deleted their tweets now. Once once several people went out, uh, guys, that's a felony. They all deleted their tweets of the camp, the the Trump campaign, which also said he was buying the Glock. Like, oh, he didn't actually buy it. He was just looking at it. He said he wanted to buy it. He didn't buy. It. I don't believe he actually bought it. He'd be insane if he actually bought it. He actually the way he held it, held it looked like he had never held a gun before in his life. But it just it was so funny to see the, this this circle of jerks run around saying, "Oh, he bought a gun. He bought a gun. He bought a gun." Until someone said, "Guys, that's a felony," and then delete, 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 delete. <laughs> just, oh, oh, Trump, is, if he just surrounded himself with better people. Now, when we come back, the Biden administration has surrounded themselves with the worst people, influencers for Iran stacked into the administration. Some serious breaking news today about Iran's influence inside the Biden White House. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.